you. I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. We're so glad you're here. On Thursdays, we get to do the quest episode, and I'm really glad to have Sarah back. Sarah, thank you for coming back. <laughs> I came back, and I decided to bring Fisher-Price music in the background with me. <laughs> so I've got a darling little toddler. This is real life, people. This is real life. This is the only time we could meet today. And that's great. And so you're going to have some great little soundtracks going on in the back as we talk to you about something really cool. But first, super nice review on iTunes. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful for our listeners. These reviews and five-star reviews and things you write make a huge, huge difference for us. And we are so grateful you would take the time to do that for us to support us. You guys are the best. All right, so this one comes from T. Walker Photo. And T. Walker Photo, if you hear this, will you message us on Instagram? I would love to share a Bright Box with you, one of my favorite products ever. Well, she says, this is titled Just in the Nick of Time, which I love. I found this podcast after following the account on Instagram. I was wondering, what in the world is a quest? <laughs> after listening to half of an episode, I was hooked. As a woman, mom, wife, and Latter-day Saint trying to hustle in my business, it is so refreshing to hear others who are in the same boat talk about their ups and downs and in and outs. I feel less alone in wanting to be a strong woman of faith and a strong businesswoman. Thanks, sisters. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> love it. Love the we love you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are not sure, if this is your first time here and you're not sure what a Quest episode is, that's Okay. You should probably go back and listen to episode 48 where we outline the quest. And then every Thursday, we come on and talk to you about elements of your quest. And it's pretty great. You get to hear Sarah and me. We get to talk to you about your quest and bring in gospel principles and apply it to what you're doing as in your business and your influence. And today, Sarah, you want to introduce what we're talking about today? Oh, we got to just start with a story. We got to just start with a story because one of the biggest questions that I think comes to us from the people we mentor and work with or people that are considering starting a business quest, specifically a business quest, is they say, is there space for it? Is there space for it in my life? How do you do it all? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And I say I do it with Fisher Price soundtrack in the background. <laughs> That's what I do. But how do you do it? That is such a common question. And when we reach out to have you submit questions for those we interview, that is such a common question. How do you do it? Because you simply can't imagine that there is space in your life to be able to run a full blown business. Well, well, well. We have news for you. And it all starts with a story by one of our master storytelling apostles of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, 
Yes. He has a really fabulous story. So I'm going to read it straight verbatim from him um, so that you can get his wonderful words. And then we're going to talk about what this means for you and finding space for your business uh, in your life and what that means. So this is from the talk, Bear Up Their Burdens with Ease. So I'm trying to not give it away. Okay, here it is. Quote, I have a dear friend who in the early years of his marriage was convinced he and his wife needed a four-wheel drive pickup truck. His wife was sure he did not need but merely wanted the new vehicle. A playful conversation between this husband and wife initiated their consideration of the advantages and disadvantages of such a purchase. Sweetheart, we need a four-wheel drive truck. She asked, why do you think we need a new truck? He answered her question with what he believed was the perfect response. What if we needed milk for our children in a terrible storm and the only way I could get to the grocery store was in a pickup? His wife replied with a smile, if we buy a new truck, we will not have money for milk. So why worry about getting to the store in an emergency? Okay, <laughs> story's not over. Over time, they continued to counsel together and ultimately decided to acquire the truck. Shortly after taking possession of the new vehicle, my friend wanted to demonstrate the utility of the truck and validate his reasons for wanting to purchase it. So he decided he would cut and haul a supply of firewood for their home. It was in the autumn of the year and snow already had fallen in the mountains where he intended to find wood. As he drove up the mountainside, the snow gradually became deeper and deeper. My friend recognized the slick road conditions presented a risk, but with great confidence in the new truck, he kept going. Sadly, my friend went too far along the snowy road. As he steered the truck off of the road at the place he had determined to cut wood, he got stuck. All four wheels of the new truck spun in the snow. He readily recognized that he did not know what to do to extricate himself from this dangerous situation. He was embarrassed and worried. Okay, here's the kicker, people. Here it is. <laughs> My friend, that was not Elder Bednar, that was me. Okay, quote, my friend decided, well, I will not just sit here. He climbed out of the vehicle and started cutting wood. He completely filled the back of the truck with the heavy load. And then my friend determined he would try driving out of the snow one more time. As he put the pickup into gear and applied power, he started to inch forward. Slowly, the truck moved out of the snow and back onto the road. He finally was free to go home, a happy and humbled man. Now I skip ahead. Here's what Elder Bednar said. What can be learned from this story about my friend, the truck in the wood? It was the load. It was the load of wood that provided the traction necessary for him to get out of the snow, to get back on the road, and to move forward. It was the load that enabled him to return home to his family and his home. Ah, I love this. I love this. I love, 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 love this so <laughs> much. And I've been amazed that even before I told Michelle this story, she had already been thinking about a similar approach to what is the purpose of every little quote unquote burden or load in our life? We've got kids, we've got callings, we've got maybe volunteer, we've got businesses, we've got marriages. We've, I mean, you name it. Like we're, we're all involved in many things that we would consider loads. So what does this communicate to you, Michelle, as you think about 
<laughs> loads and stuff. I'm dying. I love this. <laughs> well, this has happened recently, just this weekend. We, my husband and I went away. We went to Jerry's Seinfeld. We went to a pop-up shop, The Max from Saved by the Bell. So we were in LA for a while. And so my in-laws took our kids and they slept over because we got home late. Anyway, I got up <laughs> early, I thought, <laughs> and started getting ready. And the amount of time it took me to get ready without kids, like astounded me. <laughs> astounding. <laughs> it was astounding. Truth. I'm not exactly sure I looked much better, but I just was realizing that when I have my kids, I get a lot more done. And I think I also was thinking back to when I was with each of my kids being born and things. And there is a time that needed to be taken off. But I also know that with my businesses, that there was some amount of freedom. I don't know if freedom is the right word, but I needed to have the weight of my business, even just a portion of it right after I had babies, because I, it was my way of holding on to my identity a little bit because there is a very, and that's just how I cope with things. That doesn't work for everyone. But for me, there was certain amount of comfort in knowing that I could still do things <laughs> that I wanted to do because that baby takes up everything and bless it is the best, but it's also super hard with no sleep and, and only caring for other people. And so the weight, the burden the load. The load of my business for me was something that actually helped me have traction and get out of those, you know, those really hard moments. And so like, I really love this because we get to choose. I mean, with me, I was able to choose my business. I know not everyone can do that. I know that also doesn't work for everyone, but the, the thing Sarah and I were talking about most is that we don't need to get rid of our burdens. In fact, <laughs> the church and in the scriptures, it doesn't say that God takes away all of our burdens, right? What what does he tell us, Sarah? What tells us so, that story? <laughs> yeah. So Matthew, Matthew's got the key here. And and the way that this relates to this truck story from Bednar is really incredible. So in Matthew eleven, um, the Savior says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So he is still asking you to carry a yoke. That's key. He's, yes, we, we lay our burdens upon the Lord, and, and there's a lot of symbolism that way. We give our trials to the Lord, and we've, we believe that. We believe in that. We also believe that we are meant to carry. But this, the secret here is that we are to take his yoke, his yoke that is ordained of him, that is you know, thumbs up. Yes, his yoke. That is the burden that we are meant to carry. And that's where those personal decisions become so critical. And what fascinates me about this story about this wonderful father who wanted a four-wheel drive truck is that this is not some father who in a snowstorm went up the canyon to get firewood, firewood in a Geo Metro. This is not. This is not a Geo Metro story. This is a father who truly felt prepared for the experience ahead. 
So this is someone who has a foundation of prayer, someone who has a foundation of scripture studies and is darn it, just doing their best to, to become closer to their savior and do what they're supposed to do. And they're really just trying. This is someone who is trying to be smart about the journey ahead. And even with all of those tools, something more was needed. And that was the load. The load was needed to navigate this situation. And so we talk a lot about, okay, what does it mean to take upon the yoke of the Savior? And I think we're getting mixed messages in the media and not understanding <laughs> what it means. And you're laughing because we have laughed about this topic a lot. So tell me what you've seen. Well, I recently read somewhere and it was like talking about how we as women in the church are being asked to do less. And I was like, I did read the whole article and I was kind of laughing because I was like, I don't know who you're listening to. <laughs> it totally was not what we were being asked to do. I mean, flat out, right? Clickbait. clickbait. <laughs> and I love it. And you know, it's fantastic. But I was just like, um, when I, I was like, we are, we as women, women of the church, are really not being asked to do less. I mean, if you, if you look at everything that we're being said and, and counseled with in general conference and also the new curriculum, right? We're changing to two, a two hour block. Um, it's going to be a gospel, a family centered church supported, right? That says to me, there's a lot more of a load on my shoulders. And that's good. It's really good. And because that's actually, it's Christ's load. Right. It's Christ's yoke, right? Just like Matthew said. Exactly. Right. It's very good. And, but that does not mean that I am being asked to do less. In fact, I am being asked to do more. If, and it is why, I mean, Elder Bednar in his talk in, from General Conference, he spoke about how all of, all of the different recent revelations and kind of thread together. And when I say recent, over the last 10 years of changes in the, the way the church is run, weaves together for a strong rope. And so even back in April, when President Nelson is talking about, you know, we're not doing visiting teaching and checking that box anymore, we're ministering. And he, that was hand in hand with personal revelation. And it really all comes down to that is if we are going to be able to receive personal revelation. You're spot on. And the really beautiful part of this is that we, we have all experienced something similar to what I'm going to share here. If you ever have like a huge project coming up or something that you have to get done and maybe it's business related or calling related or volunteer related or um, prepping for family home evening or doing meal prep or whatever it may be, you, all you want is time away from everything else so that you can quote unquote, knock it out. Right. I remember anytime I would fill a, film a photography class, I'd be like, gosh, if I could just have two days, two days where that's all I'm going to do, I'll go out there, I'll knock it out. This'll be great. And this is one of those crazy anomalies because what I find happens is that I get those two days or I arrange those two days and I still, I'm actually less effective when everything else is gone. It's like the craziest, doesn't make sense thing ever. You would think if I just had two, two days without kids, without meal prep, without cleaning, without 
you know, laundry, whatever it may be, without my other businesses, you'd think that it would come so easily. And the reality is it doesn't. And so we've tried to kind of figure out what is the principle behind that, that when we are given the time and we do want to dive in and just work on one thing, why do we not work as effectively? And that's because it's not the Lord's way. It's not the Lord's way. The Lord expects us and anoints us in a way to be able to do many things that are sanctioned by him. He allows us to have callings. He allows us to have identity through business and service. He allows us to have marriages and allows us to have families and responsibilities. And, and then even beyond that, like Michelle was talking about, even beyond that, now they're expecting more personal accountability of taking care of one another and of teaching our children the gospel starting in January. Like it is on us. It is on us. And if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to Elder Irene's talk from the women's session because it is us. And in fact, it has been sanctioned from the beginning, from Eve's day, Eve's day, that this was our purpose. This is nothing new, nothing new. We are just correcting and the Lord feels like we are ready to tackle this on. And I really, really love that. And that's what I want to just push into your wonderful minds as you're listening, that there is purpose for the load. There is purpose that your kids are taking your time. Yes, there <laughs> is purpose in nurturing that marriage that you're working on. There is purpose in that quest that you have felt inspired by the divine to conquer. There's purpose and there's space for it as long as it is the yoke of the Lord. And now a quick break. Hey, you guys, this podcast is brought to you by, well, me and Sarah, and we are super excited to talk to you about our quest mentoring. If you are growing a business or if you are following your quest and feel a little bit stuck, well, this is for you um, because with our 17 years of business between us and almost nine kids, we know that you have to do things differently. So if you are paralyzed about making mistakes, so you don't, cause you don't want to waste time or money and, or you, maybe you just don't know what the next step is, then this mentoring is for you. And so all you have to do is it's sign up for monthly mentoring where you are going to get a monthly masterclass that is going to grow your quest. You're going to be surrounded in our Facebook group by women who get it, who are cheering you on. And you're going to become clear and confident in your quest because Sarah and I are going to be there personally for you. And guess what? All you have to do is sign up right now for a dollar. It's seven days for a dollar. You get access to our trainings, our Facebook group, and us for one buck. Are you kidding me? So go to thewomenwithfire.com slash say yes and sign up today and get clarity and get confidence in your next step on your quest. And now back to our podcast. If you want to bring this home while you were talking, I ran and made a peanut butter sandwich for my two-year-old. <laughs> there, this is real life, my friends, and we will do whatever it takes to come to you. But one of the things that I really love about the story is, is definitely the end, but also the beginning where they are deciding whether they're going to buy a truck. And then they decide not to for a while. And then says over time, they continue to counsel together and ultimately decided to acquire the truck. So this was not a like, 
what a, like we'll just go uh, by the truck or you know who cares what my wife says i'm gonna go by the truck or whatever they were counseling together and they over time decided that you know it was the right time because maybe at the first part of their marriage they didn't have enough money for it but over time they were able to get it and i think this is this is key because there are times in our lives when we're going to have to say no to some things right and there are some times when it is the right time to add another load and we just have to be very mindful of that i love that they counseled together as husband wife i love that they really thought about this and that's what that's that's what sarah's talking about right is that when it is sanctioned of the lord so i also think that sometimes especially with our business quests and our and like the things that we get to choose to do that we get really worried like is this my life mission am i going to fulfill everything i'm supposed to fulfill and sarah and i've talked about this on the podcast but it's worth reiterating that god wants us to be happy <laughs> he totally does and so sometimes it's not like yes you must do this go forward sometimes it's like yeah thumbs up go ahead if you love this so this is filling up your buckets then do this and and so just just know that there is space for your happiness too. When we talk about burdens, we talk about your loads, it kind of feels like, oh, <laughs> it's pretty heavy. And, and they are heavy, but it also allows us to do more and also to rely on Christ more. We, it, two episodes ago, talked about that. I'm going to look up the, because I just read it to my kids last night. But it's in Second Corinthians 12, and we read this. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities than that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And for when I am weak, then I am strong. That's at the bottom of 10. And I have found this to be true that, I don't know, recently I had kind of a heavy burden. And I really, like, if I looked on the outside, it would have been completely devastating. But I felt peace the whole stinking time, <laughs> the whole time. And I knew that it was something that I had to do. It was something that I was being asked of the Lord to do. And when I stepped into it and just did it, I kept being, being like, I should be afraid. And, and I kept getting this quiet voice <laughs> say, fear not, fear not. And I went forward and, um, some really amazing things happened. I was able to get through that burden with, like I can testify of that, the, of the burden being light because it was definitely there and it was definitely something I felt like I had to struggle through and call, I was fasting, I was praying, I was reading my scriptures. That, I, I because of that, because that burden was there, because I relied upon the Savior, my testimony of the Savior deepened. And I, that is the point. We always say the struggle is the point here um, because that is what bring, ultimately brings us closer to Christ. And so, yeah, the burdens are going to be there, but they don't have to be as heavy as they could be. I love this so much. I love the sacredness of that kind of testimony, that the best way to gain the testimony is to experience what the Savior can do. Um, it is really, it is always powerful to testify that everything has changed because of the Savior. Everything is better. Everything is different because the Savior came. Like we can always testify of those things, but there is something about being in your own land of woe, so to speak, 
and recognizing that he has not only healed and saved the sinner, but that he has healed and saved you. You. The person who is sad, the person who is disappointed, the person who is alone, there is nothing that will bring that testimony more home to you than you experiencing it. And without it sounding cheeky or anything, it makes me think when we talk about the quest being a switchback on a mountainside, that is critical to remember. Because if you're trying to go to the Lord and say, I have this big business idea and I really want to do it, but it's going to be a major financial investment. And what if in nine years my family is living on the street and we don't have anything and it's all my fault because I, I took the step like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there are very rare examples in the scriptures in which the Lord shows all like rare. I'm trying to even think of one off the top of my head where he shows all I guess Moses and then Moses, but not, you know, but maybe not all of Moses quest. I don't know. There's not a lot of details, but even then right after. Yes. <laughs> right after. So maybe we don't want to know all. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And that, that's going to be a podcast for another day for sure. Um, Cause I love that. I love that, that it really is rare. Like one of our heroes is Nephi right now. Right. I mean, we talked about Nephi a lot. He's the ultimate quester and he just is shown step by step. He is not shown getting how to get to the promised land until he's figured out how to find ore to make the tools for the boat. I mean, it's just so step by step. And I love so much what Michelle said that said, you know, I had a lot of fear going into it. This was hard for me. I felt like I was taking all the foundational steps of prayer and fasting. But what it took was I'm going to try this. I'm going to step in and just do this. I'm going to step in and just do this. And, and if you believe him, if you believe the savior and his love for you and his excitement for you and your desire to do extraordinary things with your burdens alongside you, if you believe him, then that means he will direct you along your path. Do you believe that? Because if you're worried about nine years down the road, you may have lost that vision that he cares enough about you that he's going to direct you earlier than nine years down the road, earlier than nine years down the road. So I love this. And I think we should, we should certainly bring in president Nelson on what he has talked about as far as energy and enthusiasm on what, what do these burdens mean where the church is changing? I mean, there's nobody that can tell me that two hour church isn't a massive change. Okay. <laughs> nursery leaders well, everywhere. Hang on, Sarah. Hang on. Because <laughs> he says, if you think the church has been fully restored, you're just seeing the beginning. I, I feel like this is how he's reading it. <laughs> you're just seeing the beginning, friends. There is much more to come. Wait till next year and then the next year. Eat your vitamin pills, get your rest. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> I love it. I love it because it is it signifies that we need to change and we need to be prepared. We need to prepare differently. And it's more of a personal preparation, right? We don't have talks on get your food storage. We don't anymore. We used to, you know, we had all those talks, get your food storage, get those things in order. And you do need to get those things done. But now it's like, do you have a testimony? And can I pause for just a second? 
So Sarah and I have have actually received over the past year quite a few people who have um, messaged us on Instagram and sent us emails about how they are going through or have recently been through a trial of faith, and they don't they don't know if they believe. They didn't know where they stood in their in their testimony. And um, let me just let me just speak to you directly right now. We need you, and we need you to fight right now. As Elder, Elder Holland always says, hang on. We know that it's hard, and we know that even better than it being hard is that your Savior loves you, and that's, you just need to have a little bit of hope, just a little bit of hope, and then belief and a little bit of faith to take the next step. We're so glad that you're here, and that means the fact that you're here and you're still listening to us <laughs> means that you know a little and you know enough. You know enough to fight and get and to struggle, engage in the wrestle. Sarah always talks about this, about how um, we need to change the conversation on how we're talking about people with questions. You're not people with doubts. You are not people who question the church. You are seekers. You are seeking. And I'm going to tell you, those who seek, whether you've had doubts or not, those who seek will have a testimony if they consider, continue to seek in faith. This is so near and dear to our hearts. Michelle and I have talked about this in so many situations that there has never been a more needed time for those with questions than now. Never, never in the history of the church, in the history of the world, has there ever been more of a need for seekers. And if you have felt like what's been communicated to you over the years is that you're a doubter, it's false. It is flat out false. And you will change the dynamic and the welcoming nature of the church by sticking with it and by leading. And I often wonder if that is part of what President Nelson is saying, that we need we need women to stand up and speak out and be there and hang on, do all those things because it will change the conversation. Just like Michelle said, you are in the grandest company of leaders and prophets and seekers if you are someone who has questions. You are in the greatest company. And in fact, if you read the scriptures, read the scriptures and find the examples of what happens when people do question and do seek, this is when the miracles happen, right? And what the cool thing is, is you're someone who's coming to the table who wants more. You want more out of this. And guess who is more excited than anybody about the fact that you want more? your heavenly father and your savior. There is no one more excited to give you more than those who have asked us to ask more, right? They're so excited to be part of this. And I think back on that wonderful quote from President Nelson, I would probably call him the most burdened man in the world, right? Talk about burdens, holy smokes. <laughs> probably one of his lesser burdens is he is no longer allowed to snow ski. And I am sure since becoming prophet, that has been a challenge for him as this season approaches. <laughs> Bodyguards can't keep up with him. But what I love about President Nelson is that he is one of the most burdened men in the world. And if he was 
too visionary. I mean, he is certainly a seer, right? Um, but if he was thinking too big picture, he would say to himself, I am too old to go and visit everyone across the world. He is. And yet it is his <laughs> job to minister to the world. Or he could say, let's just do it all in one big broadcast and just speak to the world general conference style and we'll consider it covered. No, he is taking step by step to minister one by one, step by step in some of the most incredible countries who haven't seen a prophet ever step foot in, in their world. He is going step by step, one by one. He is not discouraged with the fact that there's no way he can meet every member of the church. He's not blocked by that. He knows the purpose. He knows the purpose of the burden of being the prophet of this amazing gospel. He knows. And not only is he not discouraged by it, he's optimistic on what's to come. It's going to be exciting, is what he says. So, whoo, this went longer than we anticipated because our hearts just got going. We typically have our little outline and knock it out, but this, this has just set us on fire in so many ways. Of those of you who are feeling called and are who are feeling held back because you're unsure of what your place is, Michelle's message is that we need you. And that is true. God needs you. God needs you in a variety of ways to make this work move forward with your burdens to make it all happen. Yes. I think we should do another episode about all the seekers, right? Let's do a seeking episode. I was just going through, you got it. right? You got I was it. just going through all of the seekers and the scriptures and in my head. It's a, a crazy pattern. It's yeah. a crazy pattern. God wants you to ask questions. I'm just saying, Joseph Smith, Nephi, Enos. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming next. Woo. Just a little preview. A little preview. Um, no, but we really are. We hope that you feel our love for you. We really just love you. And we love your messages. So if this helped you in any way, will you share it with your people who need this? Because <laughs> we want your people to be all people. <laughs> and um, you can follow us on Instagram, send us a message, leave us a review so we can share it because um, some of our best podcast episodes, <clears throat> was it 80 when we read? It was 80. It was That's, 80. Yeah. Where we read an email from Whitney Thomas, which lit up our podcast boards if we had one, but they, uh, we just got a lot of great feedback for, because we are hearing from you and we can see what you're getting from this and can share with others. So we would love for you to message us, find us on Instagram, email us, whatever. We just want to hear from you because we want to help you. So connect with us. We love you. We also have, this is where, this is what I, this is where I need you to go. If you go to Facebook, we have a Facebook group called Women With Fire and search for us. You can find it on our website, but this is where the conversation is happening and you can find women like you. This is a free Facebook group. Come join us because we need to help each other. We need each other. We need this community. So we are so grateful that you listened today and for joining us and for um, dancing along with the Fisher Price toys in the background and helping me make peanut butter sandwiches. This is mom life. And guess what? It's the best life. Take This is the best. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more 
with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.